0: Coming back in twenty twenty three is another question that people ask. <laughs> Who is Tony Shaloub's wife in real life? Uh, I don't know. Well,
1: I'd like to welcome everybody once again to our Shaloob cast. Yep. Welcome back. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Tony Shaloub and
0: We're gonna talk about episode we're talking about monk episode See, we're We're gonna talk about episode. (laughs) We're gonna talk about the Monk episode. Um, We're talking about season three, episode four. Mister Monk gets fired (laughs) Uh, from a cannon. I hope.
1: Yes, I can only hope.
0: Then he'll get his wings. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Now today we're here. We're joined to talk about milfs.
1: Well, uh, this week, it is time for us to celebrate MILFs, because it's uh, the time of the year where we honor our MILFs and other mothers. It's Mother Day. Mother. mother it's Mother Day. It's Mother, mother Day season. It's yeah. Mother's Day season. It's the season of the witch. That's no, f- it's the season...
0: Season of mothers. Of moms. Yeah, you don't gotta rhyme it. You aren't gonna get there. <laughs>
1: And uh, what better way to celebrate mothers than to do what we've done the past couple of years and talk taboo? Oh.
0: What old are we on now? Five or six? We're on Taboo 3 from
1: 1984.
0: All right. And this is Taboo 3?
1: Yes, Taboo 3. uh, Sometimes with the subtitle, The Final Chapter.
0: No. They had to remove that because it wasn't true.
1: Right. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we have a movie here that uh, brings back Kay Parker from the original. Mm-hmm. It brings mm-hmm. in uh, Honey Wilder mm-hmm. from Taboo 2, I believe. Probably. It was in Taboo 2. I know that character <laughs> was in Taboo 2. Yes, with Honey Wilder. <laughs> Honey Wilder reprising her role from the original. Excellent. Or from the second, from the second film. Yes. Her original role from the second film. And, uh, you know, moms need loving too. And that's the theme of this film.
0: Yeah. When you're a mom, you gotta get it where you can.
1: Yeah, get it in where you can fit it in.
0: Yeah, that's... no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, this is uh, directed once again by Curdie Stevens. hmm And, uh... In addition to Kay Parker and Honey Wilder playing the moms, we also have Jerry Butler and Blake Palmer playing their sons that weren't in the other movies.
0: Yeah, these are their their younger sons, I believe.
1: We also have uh, Mark Wallace, uh, Christara Barrington, Colleen Brennan, uh, Pamela Mann, and uh, a brief... Uh, representation by Ron Jeremy And uh, uh, several other people who are here to titillate and confuse As is the way of Taboo 3
0: um, We've got Christara Barrington Yep Uh, Colin Brennan as a pair of groupies Yep They're They're great, did you mention them? Yep Why? You never let me mention anyone
1: uh, I don't know, because you were chewing and not mentioning people?
0: Okay, well, did you, <laughs> did you talk about Mike Ranger and archival footage?
1: I did not mention Mike Ranger and archival footage.
0: Well, there you fucking go. You're getting, you're, you're getting a bad attitude.
1: You're getting a bad attitude. You're
0: getting a bad attitude. I
1: did, I did my part trying to keep the podcast going while you were eating. Hey, now.
0: I've loaded up the gun, and if you don't fucking stop, you're going to get bonked. The gun shoots hammers. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Boy, I guess it's a... You got any MILFs in your life?
1: Not really. Not that mm-hmm. I can think of.
0: My friend, when I was a kid, his mom was kind of hot. And she's still like... you know, Sort of. I mean, she's got some big milkers, you know what I mean? Yeah. I gotta, I'm not friends with her, but like we friends with her kid anymore, but like, I'll just see her like outside sometimes and her greaseball husband died a couple of years ago, so. You
1: should, you should, should go make, up to her and be yeah. like, Hey, I know your greaseball husband died. <laughs> do you need, uh, to get stuffed?
0: Yeah. Do you need me to leave some pipe? <laughs> yeah. You need to mow your lawn? You need to, uh, trim the bushes? You know what I'm saying? You and need uh to
1: clean the pipes? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he made cleaner gutters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the only milf I got in my life, and I guess anyone I have worked with who I thought was hot, but also maybe had a kid.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that.
0: I guess we'll say that. I've done a few milfs in my time. We have hours to go until we sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Frost.
1: Oh yeah, he used to be a pimp.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll learn that in penthouse.
1: Alright, well, uh, I guess there's not a hope, whole lot else to add.
0: No, I hope they all listened to uh, last week's episode.
1: So that that joke made any sense?
0: Yeah, so it lands. I hope they listen to it and then remember it for a week on <laughs> to get my callbacks. To start recording every week. I mean, we could. Seems bad. Seems like a nightmare. It would it'd be quicker
1: it'd be quicker but it would also just kind of be a pain in the ass
0: i'd have to be over here every weekend and you would get sick of me
1: yes probably (laughs) yeah
0: no one should have to look at me for as long as you do (laughs) and vice versa
1: it's it's tough i know but uh you know we'll make it through we're doing it for our loyal rabbit audience
0: we're doing it for our moms oh yeah yeah this one's for you mom
1: this one is for you, Mom. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to call our moms, and then we'll be back to talk about Taboo 3, the final chapter that's less than final.
0: I can't call my mom. My phone doesn't work.
1: Oh, shit. Oh, well. Text you... your mom.
0: Okay.
1: She'll get it like an hour after you send it. <laughs>
0: Actually detects my mom uh, but uh in relation the the package is here
1: is it so, confirmed
0: it has been confirmed by the USps um, the sender and also my mom
1: excellent yeah
0: so um yeah you s- <laughs> <laughs> you want me to call her and have her unbox it for us
1: it would be great podcast content but I think that it's Probably a bit much.
0: Yeah, I don't think she knows about what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you very much. I'm gonna when I get home tonight. I will uh, open that, and we will uh, we'll see what's what. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Excellent. So let's talk a bit about Taboo Three,
0: the new beginning, the final
1: chapter. Final the final new beginning
0: final beginning oh yeah yeah
1: so taboo 3 opens on a car packed full of luggage taking off with our taboo 3 logo on screen we get a ballad theme song playing in fact this film has quite a few songs in it It
0: there's many original songs perhaps the most um I've heard in a pornographic film, like, outside of, like, you know, like, original scores. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, like, uh, you know, it's like one of your summer blockbusters where you get, like, a soundtrack album out of it. Yeah. Godzilla, or Space Jam.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, there were no uh, Guns N' Roses songs on here. But we did get quite a selection of music of different types.
0: Mostly ballads.
1: Yeah, they're not the best. <laughs> But uh, as our ballad theme song's playing, we pan around our uh, emptied room and we hear Barbara Scott, Kay Parker's character, calling out to uh, her son Jimmy. Jimmy is uh, the new Scott son that we've never seen before, played by Jerry Butler.
0: Yes, he's uh, he was always just off camera in the other films.
1: Yeah, so he's Paul's brother. Barbara asks Jimmy uh, when his brother Paul left, and Jimmy says he's not sure, noting that uh, Paul never told him he was leaving. We then see Barbara answer the phone and, and accept a collect call. Paul tells her that the way things were going between them, he couldn't handle it anymore, and he had to leave. Barbara asks him to come back and promises to stay away from him, but Paul says he can't. He also tells Barbara to have Jimmy send him the rest of his things, and Barbara says that she'll tell him. So then we cut to Barbara, and she's having flashbacks to Taboo 1, Mm -hmm. where uh, Paul is banging Barbara. And then we cut to Shoes Galore. All right. (laughs) We see a uh, lecherous shoe salesman Mm -hmm. here.
0: Yes, Al, uh, an Al Bundy type
1: An Al Bundy type uh, This is Jay Serling mm-hmm. Who uh, is playing this lecherous shoe salesman He's uh, caressing Joyce McBride's legs So Joyce McBride is, again, uh, Honey Wilder's character from Taboo 2 Yes And uh, she's getting felt up by Al Bundy mm-hmm. Barbara shows up apologizing for being late Noting that things are hectic And she's between jobs. She was tired of having to fight off her boss's sexual advances and quit her most recent job. Joyce treats this as a positive thing. And thinks that she's talking about Jerry Morgan, the man that she was with at the end of Taboo. Yes. But Barbara corrects this. Uh, She had been working somewhere else and was being harassed by her boss. Okay. Joyce then asks Barbara who she's been dating, and she says no one, noting that she's tired of dating and making conversation with men that she doesn't know or even want to know.
0: Yeah, so she broke up with Jerry. Yes. Good. That guy was a loser.
1: Yes, he was. Joyce, being fondled by the shoe guy, talks about really liking the shoe store. Barbara notes that she's changed... Barbara notes that Joyce has changed quite a bit since her divorce. We then cut to Jimmy... Talking to a band about tomorrow's showcase. So this band, we much later in the film learn, is called Affair.
0: Yeah, with the period. Yes. Do you remember uh, that band Fun? The period. Oh yeah. Yeah, they had that guy that looked like uh, Clint Howard was. He's the singer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, so Jimmy is advising this band telling them to start their set with The Animal In Me and end with No Turning Back. He's uh, coaching them because some record exec or group of record execs are supposed to be there at the showcase, and he wants to make sure that they hear that latter song, No Turning Back. Phil, the guy from the band who's named, I think he's the only one who gets named here, asks why Jimmy and his friend Brian, who is a... Another character here played by. Uh, Blake Palmer. Blake Palmer. Yes, I was looking at the Taboo 2 cast and couldn't find him because you... he wasn't in it. No. Even though his mom was in Taboo 2.
0: Your uh, mom was in Taboo
1: 2. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so Brian McBride is played by Blake Palmer and is Joyce's son. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Scott. Of course, being Barbara's son. So these these moms hang out together and their sons hang out together. But anyway, Phil asks why Jimmy and Brian get all the birds here, and notes that the band is supposed to be the stars. Jimmy tells him that the band is in training, and like a fighter, they don't want their energy coming out of the end of their cocks. Phil suggests the band gets a vote on this, but Jimmy shuts them down, talking about them needing to get ready for their upcoming tour. So the band starts to play their wimpy 80s jam.
0: Yeah, it really sucks. It's some real, like, air supply bullshit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Brian is there with a couple of ladies dancing around, and Jimmy's there with a single lady of his own. Uh, that lady being Diane, played by Lisa Lake. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian is there with Christara Barrington and also Jennifer, played by Pamela Mann. Mm -hmm. Christara does not have a name. She's Groupie 1. But her partner in crime here is not Groupie 2. We see Groupie 2 later.
0: No, yeah. And Christara's character has a notable speech impediment slash racist accent.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, she does.
0: Lisa Lake, we have seen her before in a few things, uh-huh. most notably hot flashes oh, yeah. physical attraction. And both times I've noted that she is not a good actress. And uh, she continues that streak here unabated. <laughs> <laughs> she is annoying, but uh, she's kind of hot, I guess. She's cute. You know, she's got she's, like a cute 80s look to her.
1: She's cute, but I mean, both her... Perhaps some of it's her acting, but certainly her character as a whole is unlikable in this movie. Yeah, anyway.
0: so uh, yeah, but I just think like even in the other ones, I was not impressed with her. Yeah.
1: Well, Brian apparently sneaks off with Kristara and uh, Jennifer, and we see them in a sauna, and uh, he's getting a double BJ from these two ladies. The ladies caress and play with themselves as Brian just leans back and enjoys himself to the terrible song that's playing. <laughs> the ladies soon finish him off and he comes on their lips.
0: Now, the head of his dick it looks weird. Okay. His shaft is real fat, mm-hmm. but then the head like looks like it never formed, like fully like as an adult. <laughs> He's like okay, so it's got like it's 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 too small. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it looks petite in its way compared a, to the rest of his got a
1: Petite glands? Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, a feminine glands. Oh yeah, <laughs> like uh, like Vanessa del Rio. Yes. <laughs> it didn't fully form in the womb, but uh, I don't want to body shame him too much. It was just very off-putting. Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> well, we cut back to Jimmy watching the band. Diane, who's with him, asks if they can go, but he tells her that he has to work with the band, so she leaves. Jimmy encourages the band to show excitement when they're on stage. Then we cut to Jimmy finding his way into the sauna room, peeking in to see Brian with these uh, ladies that he's with. Jimmy sits down and asks Brian if they should drop the if-looks-could-kill number from the set list. Brian says that they should have more sex in the act on stage, suggesting that Jennifer, uh, who he misnames at first and is currently stroking his cock, uh, he suggests that Jennifer should be on stage for the show. He says they need some big bazoongas, some legs, they need to show some tits and ass. Jimmy says to take this. look at those tits. (laughs) Jimmy says to take this seriously and keep his mind off his cock. Brian says they should show the record company guys some pussy. And Jimmy says, sure, but at the party, not the show. Brian then suggests that Jennifer should show Jimmy what she could do. So she crawls over and starts to suck Jimmy's dick, chanting, I'm on fire briefly while, (laughs) while doing so. We then cut to Jennifer riding Jimmy's cock as he lays on a bench with Christara sucking one of his fingers. Yeah. Uh, This continues for a couple of minutes with Jimmy and Jennifer doing some tongue kissing along the way. Jimmy starts to moan pretty hard after a bit and uh, Jennifer dismounts and sucks and strokes him a little bit more. I believe he was supposed to have finished inside of her. Yeah. Which uh is common in this film in a way that's weird just because it's abnormal in porn.
0: Yeah, everybody's coming inside and his fingers are all wet because Cristore is like sucking his whole hand by yes. the end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we then cut to the band again whining about how they wanted to go to the after party for the show, referring to it as an orgy. Jimmy tells them if they're there the girls at the party are going to want to hang on to them instead of the record company guys. We then cut to Jimmy at home. He cracks open a door and sees Barbara, his mom, topless, putting on stockings. He seems to like what he sees, also getting a view of her lotioning up her breasts before putting on a bra.
0: Mostly her nipples. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I think this scene mirrors one in the first film, I believe, yeah, like where he kind of watches like her like through a mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's breathing heavily, and we hear like a heartbeat sound effect in the background. He then closes the door and then knocks. Barbara yells out that she's not dressed. She calls him in a moment later, noting he shouldn't try to barge in on her, although at least to her knowledge, he didn't. Yeah. He knocked. That was... I don't know. Jimmy... Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't see that it, the he closed the door. It felt like it just closed from within.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I thought it ghosted in it.
1: Oh. Yeah. See, that would make this movie a lot more interesting. Yeah,
0: it's Paul's ghost. Right? Oh, because
1: he drove off of a bridge yeah. shortly after he left.
0: Yeah. He, did he sped died.
1: away angry and accidentally flew off a cliff.
0: Yeah, he died in one of those classic porn car crashes.
1: Yeah, it was like the... One from Let's Get Physical Mm -hmm. that crippled Paul Thomas.
0: Yeah, but this time it turned her boy into a ghost.
1: (laughs) Jimmy says that Barbara didn't seem to mind when Paul used to barge in on her. She says she doesn't know what he's talking about, noting that she loves both of her sons the same. Jimmy then invites Barbara to dinner, and she likes this idea and uh, when approaching him, falls into his arms briefly, but then pulls away. She notes it's been a while since they've had dinner alone together, and uh, Jimmy then corrects her, adding that he invited Diane as well. Barbara cautions him against spending so much time with Diane, but he convinces her to go to dinner with the two of them. Barbara wants to finish her makeup, and Jimmy tells her that she already looks great. So then we cut to Diane, who is actually at Brian McBride's place. He asks what she's doing there, and she explains all Jimmy cares about is that band, and she's looking for something else. Brian notes that he told Jimmy that she was a snake, and Diane says she doesn't have a ring on her finger anyway. Brian says he ought to kick her out, but he doesn't. Instead, we cut to Brian fingering Diane and her sucking his cock and balls.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good transition in the film.
1: Uh, We have another song playing in the background with the chorus, She Can Be Trouble, repeated over and over again.
0: Oh yeah, Diane's theme.
1: Yes. She sucks and strokes him for a couple of minutes before we cut to her straddling Brian's face as he eats her out. We see Diane riding Brian reverse cowgirl briefly, though his cock seems a bit floppy in this scene. Mm. Then we see Brian fucking her doggy style. This continues for a couple more minutes and they seemingly orgasm together and make out. Again, no cum shot. He's just uh, cream pieing her, I guess.
0: Her sex acting is also pretty bad. She thrashes <laughs> around a lot. Like she swings her head in like full circles and yeah. does kind of all the same stuff that uh, Elizabeth Berkeley's character doesn't show girls. <laughs>
1: We cut to this stupid band again. <laughs> Christara walks in and meets Phil, who's tuning up. She asks if Brian's there, and Phil says he isn't, but suggests maybe they can hang around together. And Christara says, that's okay, she's going to wait in the sauna. Phil says, I'd love to wait in her room.
0: would love we- to wait in her sauna. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yes, her damp, warm place.
0: Yeah, her st- hairy slimy hole is that what they called it in you know, the devil and miss jones something, so it was something dark
1: like slimy and furry yeah
0: <laughs> just like the sauna
1: we cut to Joyce who apparently doesn't live with Brian but is at his place cleaning up she walks into Brian's room waking him up noting it's 11 o'clock and he shouldn't sleep so late She notices that there's a girl in his bed and asks who it is, and he tells her no one she knows. Joyce tells him he could always move back in with her, and she'd let him do whatever he wants. Brian argues that he's an adult and needs his own place. Joyce then asks when she's going to see him again, and Brian says that she's seeing him right now. She gives him a look, and he agrees to come over later, and they kiss. We cut back to the Scott residence, and Barbara is setting out food for company when Jimmy walks by and grabs some food off these plates. She gives him grief for eating all the food, but is soon distracted by Jimmy staring at her tits. Barbara tells him not to look at her that way, and he tells her he doesn't know what she's talking about. Joyce then shows up as Jimmy's leaving. She sadly suggests that They could have had such a nice three-way lunch. Uh Then Jimmy leaves, and Joyce tells Barbara that she's lucky having two handsome sons, noting Jimmy might be even more handsome than Paul. Joyce mentions seeing Jimmy with Diane, and Barbara says that she doesn't like Diane, noting that she used to be a groupie. Joyce says that the days of virgins are over, and Barbara goes on to say that she's worried about Diane taking Jimmy away from her, and then she'll have no one. Yeah. Joyce tells her that she knows Barbara and Paul were very close, but look what happened. Barbara asks what she means, and then Joyce says that Barbara smothered Paul with motherly love, and he's gone. If she's not careful, she could smother Jimmy, too. Yeah. Barbara says it was different with Paul, and then stops noting that she has a headache. Joyce says it's fine. She doesn't have to tell her now, but Barbara says there's nothing to tell. We then cut to Brian in bed, and we see Joyce next to him in a sheer white nightgown. She demands Brian tell her about him and Barbara. Then on second part, she wants him to tell her about Paul and Barbara. Brian suggests that she should ask Barbara instead, but Joyce explains that Barbara won't tell her anything. And Brian just says, well, there's not much to say. Paul and Barbara had a thing going on. Joyce asks how Brian found out. Who told him? Does Jimmy know? And Brian says he doesn't know anything else. This is terrible storytelling on his part.
0: Yeah, he doesn't retain information well.
1: Joyce tells him that she can't imagine Barbara acting like that. She's so ladylike. Joyce keeps rambling on about how... She must have been thinking about his cock all night and day, watching it grow big and hard. (laughs) And she says, quote, as big and hard as yours, baby. (laughs) Joyce is rubbing Brian's cock. (laughs) (laughs) She then goes on imagining Barbara as she says, waking up and finding his juices inside of her in the morning. (laughs) We then see Joyce sucking Brian's cock and the two of them 69ing. Yep.
0: And another song about banging your son starts to play. (laughs) Yeah.
1: We then see Brian on his knees fucking Joyce as she lays on her back. Brian rails her good for a while before finally pulling out and blowing his load on Joyce's pubes with Joyce sucking and stroking his cock a bit more. The two make out a bit. (laughs) Joyce asks if she's still the best lover he's ever had and he says you're the best mom. <sighs> we cut to Barbara talking to Diane on the phone. Apparently Diane called to talk to Jimmy and she tells him that and she tells her that he's sleeping. Jimmy then comes up and asks who that was on the phone and she explains it was Diane. Barbara also mentions that Diane had called for him last night. Barbara asks Jimmy if he's serious about Diane, and Jimmy knows that Diane doesn't think Barbara likes her. She says she doesn't think that she's right for him, noting she used to be with Paul, and now she's with him. Doesn't that tell you something about her? Yeah. Jimmy knows that she... (laughs) She's (laughs) what? That's pretty cool. Jimmy knows that she didn't care about this when Paul was around and asked why she didn't talk to him like this before. Barbara says she tried to, and then says she hopes Jimmy isn't mad at her, and he assures her that he isn't, Barbara confirms that they'll meet for dinner later, alone. We cut to Jimmy and Diane. He's making out with her hard, and Diane's pushing him away, saying they need to talk first. She tells him that his mother doesn't like her, but he assures her that she does. She then demands to wear Jimmy's ring, and he tells her no, his father gave it to him, She's whining, asking how much he likes her, and he says, I'll show you. So Jimmy pulls down her panties as Diane asks him to tell her he loves her. And he responds first with a mouthful of muff, but she demands he says it so she can hear him, and he does. He says that he loves her. He begins to finger and lick her vagina. She says, Jimmy, your tongue is so awesome. As this is going on an 80s electro pop song is playing, Mm -hmm. we see Barbara come home and she creeps around the corner and sees her son at work.
0: Yep. Catches him uh, thrashing all around. Yeah. as As she does.
1: At first he's going down on Diane and then fucking her on the couch. Barbara continues to watch and seemingly judge for a bit before walking away. Jimmy continues to pound away as Barbara weeps in another room. Jimmy says he wants to come inside Diane, and he apparently does as his mom cries in the other room.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah, there are a lot of loads being busted internally. Yeah. And, but this is before the era of the cream pie, so you don't even get that.
1: No, unfortunately.
0: Can you imagine Tabby 3 with cream pies?
1: It'd be better. Want the
0: cream pie cut. <laughs>
1: We see Diane sucking Jimmy's cock as Barbara starts to caress herself through her clothes as she lays on the bed. Uh, She's kind of having flashbacks of what she just saw. Barbara pulls out her little black book of phone numbers and dials a number. It's that of Brian McBride, who has an answering machine message with music playing in the background. Uh, Apparently he's not home. We then cut to Jimmy in his car with Diane who's whining because she doesn't think Jimmy's going to marry her. Jimmy tells her that he never said he would marry her either, just that she could go on tour with him. Diane notes Jimmy said he loved her several times, but Jimmy says that doesn't mean I'm going to marry you. She asks if that's him talking or his mother, and he asks what his mother has to do with it. Diane asks if Brian had talked to Jimmy, and he doesn't know what Brian has to do with it either. Mm -mm. She whines more about him, talking angry with him, and demands to be taken home. As they peel off, Barbara calls Joyce and asks if she can come over because she needs someone to talk to. Barbara arrives at Joyce's place and lets herself in, getting no answer as she calls Joyce's name out as she comes in. We then cut to Joyce, who is straddling Brian Cowgirl when Barbara walks in. Barbara apologizes, noting that she had knocked and is kind of shocked by the sight here. (laughs) Joyce tells her not to worry and invites her to sit with her on the bed as Brian goes to get them a drink. Barbara tells Joyce she's shocked by all this, and Joyce says she shouldn't judge them. Barbara tells her that she came over to tell her about herself and Paul, but Joyce tells her she already knew, noting she figured it out herself. Barbara admits this incest thing has become an obsession of hers, and she can't think of anything else. And now, she wants Jimmy. First, she seduces one son. Now she wants the other. She says she hasn't done anything with Jimmy, but she has had to control herself. Joyce notes that Jimmy will run off and marry Diane soon, and she won't have to worry about it. But Barbara adds that she saw Jimmy with Diane earlier, and just wanted to tear her apart. Joyce suggests that Barbara's being too jealous noting that she thinks it's hot when Brian's with younger women knowing maybe they're younger but she's better. Barbara says she wishes she didn't have all this guilt. She notes maybe she doesn't know what she wants anymore. Brian is staring at them in the doorway naked.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Clutching his tiny tip.
1: Yeah. (laughs) She notes that She just sees Jimmy's body and him having sex, and she can't help herself. Barbara then confesses that before she came over, she tried to call Brian to see what he was doing. Brian hears this, rushes in with his boner, and begins to get sucked. Yes. Joyce straddles Brian's face as Barbara blows him. Joyce tells Barbara to spread herself open, quote, so he can see what he's going to be licking. Brian goes down on Barbara for a moment, and then we see him fuck her for a bit as she lays on her back on the bed, with Joyce holding her head up. After railing away for a minute, Brian pulls out and comes on her pubes, making out with Barbara, which makes Joyce smile. Joyce asks if Barbara is going to be her new partner in sin. She says they need to go out and find some young men who are always ready to go. And they'll teach them everything. Sucking, fucking, fingering. Barbara agrees. Jimmy introduces Affair on stage with the line, Ladies and gentlemen, let's have an affair. (laughs) Yeah. We get some shots of this really shitty band playing while people (laughs) dance around in a very 80s fashion. I've never done coke, so maybe it'd be okay if I were on coke. But for Coke. now, I hate this. See, so
0: even on Coke, I would not be, I think, into this band. They suck. I hate
1: them. Jimmy and Brian are bragging to Benny, the record exec, played by the uh, serial accused uh, sex offender, Ron Jeremy. Uh-huh. Uh, they're bragging to him about how much people like affair. Benny confirms with Jimmy that the girls dancing nearby will be at the party. And he's pleased by this. A similar conversation occurs with Jimmy and an unnamed character played by Rick Nutson, yeah, uh, who's apparently another record exec.
0: It's one of the. Is he the one that looks like an evil it's like George Harrison? Uh, yes. Okay, he's got like the sharp eye, eyebrows, owl eyebrows.
1: Uh, yeah, he has owl eyebrows and like a killer mullet.
0: Yeah, yeah, evil George Harrison. <laughs>
1: He's kind of Keith Richards-y, I think.
0: Okay. He could be both, you know.
1: I could see George Harrison, too.
0: Maybe evil George Harrison is Keith Richards.
1: Oh, yeah. I think mm. you might be right about that.
0: I'm on to something here.
1: Jimmy reminds Brian that the band won't be at the party, and he says, yeah, but the girls don't need to know that. Some girls try to rush the stage as their shitty song ends and are carried off by security. Jimmy gives a grand speech to Brian about heading to the top of the world and not taking shit from anyone. We then cut to the party and uh, Benny and uh, Evil George Harrison, (laughs) who I believe is named here Fritz. Okay. He's not credited as Fritz, but he does get named here.
0: Fritz is a pretty evil sounding name.
1: Yeah. But uh, they're, they're upset that there aren't any ladies there. It's just them there. And so they decide to leave. As they're leaving, Brian and Jimmy try to beg them to stay, and thankfully, the women rush in just as they're leaving, and the action begins, with uh, Fritz diving his face into a woman snatched nearby. Christara, <laughs> in her uh, racist accent, begs to suck Brian's prick, but he pushes her off onto another guy. Jimmy gives Diane shit for not mixing it up with the guys there, Diane says she wanted to spend time with Jimmy instead, and he says she used to sleep with guys in bands and fuck their brains out. And Diane says she's not like that anymore, but after some prodding, she becomes determined to show off how depraved she can be, and so she starts the 69 with another lady.
0: Hell yeah, that's the sickest thing I can think of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A whole Carlos Tobolina thing breaks out that yeah, cannot yeah. possibly be kept track of.
0: There is a very unsettling uh, like a frame where it's like you're kind of like looking like between like a woman's legs. Uh-huh. And then you see Ron Jeremy's like face leering up at you like it, <laughs> like a demon.
1: Uh, a guy comes on Christara's bush and she sucks his cock. The song in the background is is like feel so good. Ooh hoo hoo. You know, gotta get it on, gotta get it on. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I like. You know what song I like better?
1: That's a much better jam.
0: That's a hit. Now I said he looked—he kind of reminded me of a demon, but specifically in my notes, I wrote Bob from uh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> like when he comes up over the couch. Yeah, he yeah. had the same effect.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: Yeah, I was—I woke up screaming.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, Jimmy's banging some other chick, so I don't know why he didn't just bang Diane. Uh, there's lots of sweaty people banging, and we see more cum shots around the room as we go. Uh, meanwhile, Benny is banging some girl, and Jimmy comes by, asking him to sign something as he's pounding away. Benny tells him, not right now. And then Jimmy tells the lady that he's fucking, who's apparently named Donna, you know what to do, and she pushes Benny away. So Benny relents and signs, calling calling Jimmy a wise guy. And then uh, Benny pumps a massive load onto Donna's face.
0: It's going to pop. It really was a good, it's a really big load. Yeah. Yeah, glazes her, some would say.
1: We then cut to Barbara in a bubble bath as Jimmy comes home.
0: And thankfully that's the end of the band subplot.
1: Yeah, (laughs) thankfully.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they got the contract, so that's good.
1: She calls Jimmy into the bathroom and notes that she waited up for him. She asks if they made the She asks if they made the deal and Jimmy says that it's looking good. Although I guess I mean he seemed to have made the deal. I don't know why he said that.
0: They didn't shoot this right.
1: <laughs> he explains that he was out late at a stag party with a bunch of girls, and Barbara notes it wasn't a stag party if there were a bunch of girls, and he admits that's probably true. Barbara notes that he must not think much of Diane to bring her to a party like that. And he says, it's not like that. Barbara again says she doesn't think Diane's right for him, and Jimmy says that she's just jealous. Barbara asks for a kiss, and they get into a very tonguey makeout before Barbara pushes him away and says that he should go. Mm -hmm. We then cut to Jimmy and Joyce. Joyce notes that Brian's taking a while, and he's probably out with one of his girls. Jimmy confides in Joyce a bit that his mother and him are having issues. Joyce notes whenever she and Brian have issues, they find dancing brings them closer together. And so she leads Jimmy up into uh, dancing with her for about 30 seconds before they're making out. And then Joyce is on her knees, sucking Jimmy's cock. Yes. Barbara walks up the stairs to Joyce's place, looking through the window to see her son banging Joyce sideways on the couch. After about a minute of banging here, we see Jimmy pull out and come all over Joyce's pubes. Joyce says he's wonderful, and Jimmy says she's wild. Barbara is meanwhile just watching and judging. We cut to daytime, and Joyce is in her car, pulling up to Barbara's house. Joyce joins Barbara inside and criticizes her conservative wear, telling her she needs to wear something sexier. Joyce is apparently taking Barbara out to find young men. Barbara tells her she sure knows how to find them, and then says to lay off her son, by the way, and Joyce says, okay, well, maybe sometimes. Joyce then orders a pizza, or more appropriately, a hot and saucy pizza boy named Billy.
0: Yes. Yes, we got our hot and saucy pizza boy. Finally. He's here for us.
1: We cut away again, and Joyce is toasting Barbara to young men. Barbara suggests Joyce is going to make her a loose woman. And Joyce admits she did tell her that she was looking for a partner in sin. Barbara takes a drink and says, here's to the new me. So the pizza boy pulls up in a giant white van. Yeah, pizza van. Barbara asks what she needs to do, and Joyce says, it's easy. A little touch here and a little touch there, and she'll be getting the pepperoni in no time. Hmm. So Joyce then leads the pizza boy in and passed Barbara onto a bed as she pulls some cash from her wallet. She holds it in front of him and then pulls it away. Joyce tells Barbara, he doesn't even have hair on his chest. Barbara notes he's probably not old enough to drink. Billy says, I'm old enough, and Joyce asks, old enough for what? This pizza boy is hesitant at first, but the MILFs quickly undress him and Barbara starts to make out with him while Joyce starts to suck his cock. Before long, Billy and Joyce are going down on Barbara together. Then Barbara mounts Billy Cowgirl and rides his cock. Billy fucks Barbara as they lay sideways, and Joyce licks Billy's cock balls and ass as he's fucking Barbara. Nice. Billy eventually seems to finish inside Barbara and everyone is exhausted. We cut to Affairs Roadies loading up a truck. Jimmy, Brian, and the band celebrate their success momentarily. And that's a wrap on (laughs) Affair.
0: Okay, good. I I knew they were pretty much done.
1: Yeah, they they appear in that scene for like 10 seconds.
0: Yeah, they're hitting the road, I guess. Going back to England.
1: Barbara returns home and discovers Paul's car, excited that he's home. The This Is Taboo song starts to play. Mm -hmm. Barbara goes inside and undresses, again having flashbacks of Paul fucking her from the original film. Eventually, Barbara walks into Paul's bedroom, and in the darkness, reaches down and starts caressing the naked body on the bed. Jimmy? Kissing his sides, and soon grabbing and stroking his cock.
0: Or is this flashback
1: still? Well, Barbara walks in, thinking that it's Paul. Oh, okay. And she starts to suck his cock pretty hard when it's revealed to us, the audience, that it's actually Jimmy in the shadows being blown. Oh, Mid-suck, Jimmy turns on the light and reveals that it's him. Barbara's shocked and says, I thought it was, and Jimmy says, He knows what she thought. But he adds, But I can do it better. Well, wow. We cut to them 69ing, Jimmy eating her out from below with her nightgown pulled up. She eventually slides her nightgown off and rides Jimmy reverse cowgirl. Jimmy gets to pumping away from below and Barbara leans down and sucks his toes too. After a while, Jimmy gets on top of Barbara and really power fucks her good. After a bit, Jimmy pulls out and comes on Barbara's face and she sucks and licks his cock a bit more. He says, Oh, Mom! Oh, Mom! Oh, Mom! (laughs) They kiss passionately. Then we cut to Barbara at the shoe store. The shoe salesman says he's happy she's back. She asks if he remembered her and he says, Of course I do. He reaches in and starts to, caress her legs passionately. He knows she looks beautiful today and she replies, "It's because I feel beautiful." Barbara looks to the camera and then we cut to credits. Yeah. And that was Taboo 3. Yeah, she got her groove back. She did. Good for her. And uh, so yeah, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with our final thoughts on Taboo 3. <laughs> Mamma Mia. Oh, yeah. Mamma Mia.
0: Mamma Mia, Papa Pia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I learned as a kid.
1: It's true. And uh, what, what better time of the year to think about that than the Mother's Day time of the year?
0: And the other time of the year that it is. Do you know what time that is?
1: What time is that? The Raincoat Review. <laughs> oh yeah, I did know that. Oh.
0: Why didn't you say it?
1: Uh, I don't know. I like it when you hit the button. Me it makes too. me feel like a real man.
0: Yeah, it makes me feel better when the button's pressed. If I had the nuke button here, I would press it now.
1: That's why I haven't programmed that in.
0: Oh, that's fair. I think Taboo 3 is a pretty strong film uh, for the most part. I, I believe it's not as good as the first one, but I think it's definitely better than the second. Okay. I feel like it's a, uh, it uh, leans heavier on the melodrama like the first one. Yeah. The second one was a bit, uh, it was a bit sleazier if I'm remembering right. It was mm-hmm. Joyce Wild or Honey Wilder is, uh, she's real into banging her son. She doesn't get all torn up about it like Kay Parker does.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so in that case, uh, that's that's how I'm ranking them so far. It'd be Taboo One, Taboo Three, Taboo Two. Okay, but that could change anytime. Uh, I like seeing Kay Parker and Honey Wilder together. I think they make a pretty good team. You get uh, not just one MILF but two. Oh yeah. And what could be two better? Two
1: for the price of one.
0: Yeah. What could be better than that? Pair of milfs milking, like in a Christmas song, <laughs> you know? Um, uh, the story, as, uh, as I mentioned and as you mentioned, is, is a, it's pretty melodramatic. Like uh, It takes a while to get there. I'm not a big fan at all of the uh, band subplot. Yeah. I think if the band didn't suck, that would help. But mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of bad, soft 80s rock. Yeah. So you have to kind of get through. Uh, there's some uh, decent pop-ups by like people like Christara Barrington, uh, Colin Brennan, uh, Mark Wallace and so forth.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I do think the two sons, A, they're both blonde guys like in their early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're hard to distinguish at first. Yeah. Um. Second of all, I don't think either one of them uh, really has uh particularly uh particularly skillful at laying pipe right at least not in a way that uh is engaging or a way that matches the energy of uh our two female leads yeah so i would say that's a drawback um so who was who was uh who was paul paul was uh god i'm just looking at it
1: paul uh mike, mike ranger. ranger
0: yeah you know it's hard to beat mike ranger yeah you're not gonna even two boys couldn't do it no. No. I do like that it uh, just blows past the fact that these are just new sons that we're not introduced to ever. Yeah. Uh, I think there was... I think he had a sister in Taboo, too. Like, they were fucking, and that yeah. was, like, a problem. She's gone, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it still is kind of is a direct sequel. Uh, but it's just one of those ones where you just kind of... It's porn. You don't really need to worry that much about the continuity. No one jerking it in the theater cared right it's just for weirdos like us to care about uh <laughs> years and years later right uh but uh yeah i think it's a it's a pretty accomplished film it looks very nice some of the sex is very good uh pretty well shot generally uh the the melodrama uh, the a dramatic angle of it uh, a little overcooked but uh I liked it. It gave it some nice plot heft. I felt like there was a good balance of sex to plot in this one, which we don't get, uh, too often, Mm. Uh, at least not like in like a, like a well-weighted proportion, you know? Yeah. Uh, I like that about it. I would give this one, I think a three and a half at the end of the day. Okay. Uh, I liked it a lot. I wasn't blown away, but, uh, I think it's a good entry into the taboo series. Um, so happy Mother's Day. You know?
1: Well, uh, I didn't like this movie very much.
0: That's fair. But I know uh, you, it took you a long time to do your notes on, and I feel like that's probably part of it.
1: That that might have put me in a sour mood and made me look at it worse. Uh, here's, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, I'm down for melodrama when it's over the top. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the melodrama here didn't quite reach that level
0: no it's more like your basic soap opera stuff
1: it just kind of simmers a little bit and then never like gets done cooking yeah uh (laughs) i think that almost all of the characters in the movie are unlikable
0: sure the moms
1: are all right (laughs) yeah but like they don't have anybody to play off of other than each other yeah and they don't like they talk to each other multiple times throughout the film but like not in consequential ways most of the time.
0: Yeah, I feel like, I do feel like a lot of their conversations are like they'll start talking about something and she's like I have a headache or Yeah.
1: it'll well, just yeah, cut she, to
0: another scene or something like that.
1: Really just like them leading up to banging the pizza boy is really the only time that like they they're Well they, their conversation doesn't just peter out.
0: <laughs> yeah. They do both bang her son though uh oh Jimmy. yeah i guess yeah.
1: that that too so they
0: have a couple scenes together uh but it was
1: just very unfor it was very forgettable because yeah. brian's a bad lay <laughs> it's uh, a weird
0: tip i tell you yeah
1: <laughs> no i and that's the other thing is i don't know that there were any sex scenes in this movie that i thought were erotic no uh no not really that's fair. like you know, to your point, both Jimmy and Brian, they're just kind of, like, their characters are turds. Yeah. And, like, I can't say that their sex scenes were exciting. Yeah. Like, you have the scene where uh, Brian's getting blown by two ladies, and that's kind of hot, but it's just him leaning back and doing nothing the whole time. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's all the ladies. Then
1: he just spurts out of his tiny tip. (laughs) Uh, And, like, you know, Jimmy is obnoxious, and if, like, Diane were a good girlfriend, maybe the drama about his mom not liking Diane would be better. But she's yeah. just super whiny and annoying. Yeah. But And so she's so his friend.
0: They're a perfect fit.
1: I mean, that's true. I guess <laughs> that makes sense. Uh,
0: so, Jer- Jimmy was raised in a broken home, okay?
1: <laughs> that's true. Uh, like, and, I mean, like, maybe... I mean the Pizza Boy scene is a good setup narratively. I don't yeah. know that like the sex scene was that erotic either. Sure. I don't know. And like the music range I mean, I like that the music was there and there was a bunch of original music but a lot of it I wouldn't say it's as bad as like the worst stock music that we hear no, in Porno's It's Borno's, just but like
0: very flat generic eighties music.
1: Yeah, it's it's uninspiring. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that I was bored, uh-huh. but I, I, I just, I didn't like it. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to give it,
0: give it a low score.
1: I'm going to give it two. Okay. I'm going to give it two stars. All
0: right. Well, that's a pretty big gap between us.
1: Yeah. That might we've be really, the biggest gap.
0: We've really gaped this podcast. We really gaped this mother's day. So, uh,
1: a Mother's Day gaping.
0: Yeah. <laughs> our <laughs> gift to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, speaking Ugh. of gaping, we did have Pornhub Roulette oh, uh, yeah. on our Patreon last week. If You're you want to check that out, patreon.com slash raincoat report. Five bucks a month, you get that. Mm-hmm. And early access to episodes like this. Yeah, yes. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. RaincoatReport at gmail.com if you need to drop us an email. Yeah. yeah if you're gonna go help a shitty band go on tour and i don't know just try to get away from all the shitty people that you live near so you go on tour with a fair or whatever i don't yeah. know so you so run you away go from on... home
0: because your mom keeps raping you <laughs> <laughs> don't forget your raincoat oh yeah uh bulk of the week to a fair
1: <laughs> yes